Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined, way to my right, by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Living every single one of the dreams. All of the dreams. All of the dreams all at once. I um, I won at fantasy football this week. I have an entire bag of candy, and I have an entire 12-pack next to me. That sounds I like- am ready for what should be... The most positive episode we've ever had. This will this will be the most positive thing we've ever done. Yes, I'm yes. Sure. This is nothing but good times <laughs> and happy feelings. Yeah. So, all right. Also with us this evening, way down to the south, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man? Southwest now. Southwest. A little, little bit on the western side here. A little, little bit to the west. Uh, yeah, doing good. Uh, I also won in fantasy this week. I'm pretty sure. Um, good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have some beer in front of me. Talk about some X Wing, right? We're going to talk about X Wing. We are going to talk about X Wing. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, two point something. Two point three point oh. Two point eight. I'm not really sure where we're at here. Uh, <laughs> are they changing the letters? I don't know. Like, is it U Wing now? Uh, I mean, it may as well be. I'd like that. We yeah. Just call the game Y. Y Wing. Y Wing. Y Wing. <laughs> <laughs> damn it i hate when we get like five minutes in an episode then think of a better title than whatever we had yeah <laughs> florida man plays y wing is way better title well that can be the title of the episode maybe i don't know we haven't decided yet maybe that's maybe that's the decision we'll have to see what comes out of it but <laughs> mm. i'll have to edit out this part though so we make it like look like we had this whole time oh no i'm not gonna edit anything <laughs> oh at your discretion sir yes yeah so um all right. Well, we've also obviously got a lot to talk about this week. Let's start with the, let's start with our beers. I mean, uh, just because you know we got to get that in. Um, I am drinking currently a Samuel Adams Boston Lager because it was in my refrigerator and it's yummy. Joe, what do you got? Oh, I'd like to start the bitching right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I am also drinking a a very nice Sam Adams. It's actually Old Fezziwig, which I like a lot. Uh huh. But here's what I'm not doing, Steve. I am not drinking the fall sampler box. And I'd okay. like to call some bullshit on that. All right. Because we had that at your house the other night when we had steak night. Yes. Which, by the way, if anybody's ever in town, you should always bring steaks to Steve's house and make him cook them for you. Yes. Lovely plan. Works yeah. every time. Anybody who wants to come by and do steak night, I'm down for that. Yeah. Don't throw me with a good time. Yeah. But here's the thing, Steve. So there's seasonal beers, right, as a craft beer fan. But we don't really have seasons here in Florida. Mm-hmm. We have 11 months of summer and a January. Yes. So I feel like I get kind of cheated by the fall beers coming and going before fall has actually started here in Florida. Yeah. By my account, I mean, it starts like, what, this week here in Florida, maybe? Like, we've had our first weather that is discernibly different than the last, like, eight months. Yeah, it was on, like, 50 down yeah. here. Yeah. I was I was traveling. I drove up north, and literally, I just watched the temperature drop as I drove up north. It's like yeah. the day got the day should have been getting warmer, but it just kept getting colder. Remember that time we drove in an ice storm up to Atlanta? Yeah, when I had my brand new car and yeah. I had no idea how to drive it. Yes, and we, and we, and watched, we like we gauge navigate, and he kept being like, "Oh yeah, we just missed that exit." I was like, "We oh, just watched cool. the temperature in the car. It was like negative 10. I was like, <laughs> "What is happening?" Oh, yeah. that was a good trip, though. Actually. That was a good trip, but. But my bitching starts and ends with, I really feel like every place else in the country should take all the leftover seasonal beer and send them to us because we're like two months behind. Yeah. Well, see, this is part of my problem with uh, the like 
two, like the full-blown two-month Christmas season. So the, the, the reason we're already getting the winter beers is because everybody has decided that Christmas season starts as soon as Halloween is over. And like fall is over. It is now like winter Christmas season. And I'm like, what about fucking Thanksgiving? I mean, Thanksgiving is my is, is like the fall the fall holiday, right? It's like Pass and everybody the cranberry just sauce everybody just like moves too. on. It's like I got people in my neighborhood who put their Christmas decorations up this week. And it's like I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, the worst part about that is I'm actually almost I'm pretty okay with starting Christmas as soon as possible because I like Christmas. I pinch a lot more that like Call it December fourteenth. It'll be impossible for me to buy Christmas lights. Yeah, like all the stores end the holiday season like two weeks before the holiday. Yeah, like if you wanted to get a Halloween costume, or in my case, just get Halloween candy to hand out. Yeah, like the week before <clears throat> Halloween. Yeah, fuck it. Every place is already done with it. Yeah, and I was like, not... can I please get to the holiday before you declare it over and move on? Well, yeah. the whole the whole. By the way, you also you have to strategize. You always get your Christmas stuff after Christmas is over. What you're doing is you're buying ahead for the next year and you get it on clearance. I always yeah. shop at Ollie's. So my life is clearance. <laughs> nice. I bought some Christmas lights today. Just real quick before we get uh, too off topic. I do want to say that uh, because of the impromptuness of this episode, I literally had to stop at Seven Eleven on the way home and I'll look through the sea of you know keystone and fucking bush light yeah yeah to try to find something that it was worth uh, my while so i got a lesion space dust and paid probably three hundred dollars i have to probably <laughs> donate a kidney uh, for buying a six pack of fucking ipas at a gas station oh man but i should do like space dust you know what else is really good oh gosh what's the um the new cigar city one carlos help me out that's your neck of the woods it's a uh, frost proof Frostproof is a really good uh, Belgian white they had last week. I have not tried that one yet. I actually quite I like get, it. <clears throat> I usually get the uh, Cigar City uh, pack that has the Florida Man beer on it. So oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I like the, that the one. Florida Man beer. If anybody has not tried it, they do not sponsor the show. Just to be clear, but the but Florida it, Man they should. Cigar I, City I, brewer, they should definitely should. I love Flo- I love uh, Cigar City. I don't drink the florida man beer because it's an ipa and i just don't it's like actually IPAs. a double ipa so yeah it's which even is even worse oh yeah it's yeah. It's, it's 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 up there i it's like a, ipas though, yeah so. but so but i love the cigar city like uh the maduro is uh is probably my favorite one from them i like the florida cracker because it's a white and that one's yeah. good yeah so um last beer news because i won't remember it later when we do shout outs I got to hang out at the uh, foothills brewery up in north carolina this past weekend oh nice. Ah, just chef's kiss of style class and fine quality beers <laughs> i love that the i love that the chef's kiss thing has made it all the way to joe it's, uh, <laughs> i actually i really you know what i need a word that means things i actually like yeah <laughs> they're few enough and far enough between you, you know you know something has made has reached peak internet when joe has actually heard of it because it's, it's got to be very widespread on the internet i blew his mind the other day discussing nfts oh man that's mm. that, that's crazy so, all right. Well, let's let's get into our X-wing talk here. Um, so, obviously, um, you know we haven't re- recorded in a while, and this is our first episode in a long time. But um, everything did was, you miss us? Yeah, right. Did you miss us? Um, it's been freaking crazy um, the past couple of weeks, and um, we wanted to talk about it. So, uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that um, you know we don't 
have any information anybody else doesn't have already. This is just us bullshitting, uh, kind of talking our talking things out out loud. Um, you know, we don't, we're not uh, we're not married necessarily to any of these opinions uh, either. You know, it's like we we don't know. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know where AMG is going with everything. We don't know how the, these rules are going to play out. Um, I, for one, can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself at least. I'm willing to let the to let the rules play out, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give it my best and see what happens. And hopefully, um, hopefully, X-wing is still a game that I want to play competitively and be super involved in, like I am now. So that's my hope going forward, and I and I hope that uh, I hope that works out that way. So, um, but you know, we're gonna find out. Anyways, I just wanted to preface everything with that. We're not trying to start a flame war or like whatever, but this is just our uh, our views and our uh, takes basically on what is uh, what has transpired the past couple of weeks in uh, in the world of X Wing. So I'll be I'll be pointing fingers, but I promise it won't be the middle one. I'll be pointing the middle finger at everybody. Absolutely, no. <laughs> uh, so. Um, and so, if worse comes to worse, guys, if anything we say here really pisses you off, find me on the internet and yell at me. Yeah. Good luck, be found. Good luck. <laughs> All complaints go to Joe on the internet if you can find he will not ass. be Keep He going. will not be joining Meta uh, anytime yeah. soon. Is that correct? Uh, no, sir. No. Joe, Joe is not a part of the Meta. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, the first, let's kind of start at the beginning here. The first thing that happened was, uh, I guess about two weeks ago now, um, AMG was planning on doing a uh, playthrough stream where they were going to do a stream and play a game and talk about some of the, the new rules that they are going to be releasing. Uh, that stream got canceled because of a windstorm in Seattle in, the, in their neck of the woods that caused uh, power outages. And they were unable to do the stream. So instead of doing the stream, they decided to post a small snippet of one of the rules they were going to be using, which is the, as it's, as it's come to be known, uh, road or random order after dials. So uh, basically you roll three dice and uh, whoever has the most crits gets first player um, after you have set your dials every round. Um, there's tiebreakers and all that stuff to that, but I think everybody's kind of familiar with that at this point. You can go and, you know, read that, read those tiebreaker rules, um, uh, if, if you're so interested, but, um, regardless that kind of started all this. Now that started, um, what can only really be described as an absolute shitstorm on their, between their Facebook page and posts and the fly better pace, Facebook page and, every other Facebook page, <laughs> X-Wing related Facebook page on the planet. Um, and, uh, you know, it got pretty nasty and um, everybody got, uh, everybody freaked out. A lot of people freaked out real hard and, um, you know, said this is the end of X-Wing and this is, um, you know, basically screw off AMG, I'm quitting and and every everything you can think of under the sun, you know, whatever kind of name. <laughs> They wanted to call either AMG or the other people, you know, everybody started name calling and and getting into it with each other on the, on, uh, in, in these comment sections. And, um, you know, it got pretty bad. And I, I don't think, um, you know, I've been involved in X-Wing since 2013 and I don't think I've ever seen anything, uh, get this kind of reaction 
from the community. Um, Joe, Carlos, do you have you can can you think of anything that's that's gotten a more uh, adverse reaction from the community? Um, uh, I'm not really involved in the community, so I wouldn't know. I do, I do have one. I yeah. do have one. Intentional draws. Intentional draws is pretty rough. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that it was ever this in, this bad. Like intentional. No, draws, well, here's the deal. Well, here's the deal. Is that this is different? Yeah, this is much much different because yeah. this is changing uh, how the game plays. Intentional yeah. draws changed how the tournament structure played out yeah and it did br bring a lot of toxicity in the community because a lot of people were able to take intentional draws to make cuts yeah. and it was a lot of like it was it was a thing that caused the community to go against each other yeah and nobody really i mean obviously ffg was to blame because they were the ones that made the rule but like everybody was just fighting against each other because yeah. it was like well, <laughs> about this rule that kind of made people take advantage of the tournament format. Yeah. This is completely different. But that was the, the yeah. one thing that I remembered. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that ca th caused a much argument as, as it does today. Yeah, it, it did. And th that was a little bit more of a slow burn because it didn't cause the immediate outrage when the announcement was made. Um, so much as it kind of caused um, these pockets the, of outrage the when, it, when tournaments well, the happened. The problem with the intentional draws no, 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 was the, always the, the, the... The Roanoke 8 happened like right after that rule like it happened yeah, yeah. right after so i mean like that started the well it, i'm not sure was... if you remember joe but eight people I do. all intentionally drew into the cut yeah so like that happened right after that so uh, like right at the root of the the tournament rule it was uproar and yeah, like, yeah. people were losing their shit well the well, problem I mean, with I... intentional draw was always that it didn't go either towards the spirit or the function of the game like yeah. it didn't help the game play better and it didn't help people enjoy the game more it was an indefensible rule yeah you know what i mean there was yeah the only thing ffg could ever do to justify that was shrug and say well you know unless we specifically ban it it's always going to happen and we can't specifically ban it because we can't enforce it yeah there was there was the problem with the, and the biggest problem with intentional draws not to go too far back in history here but it was really just it didn't fit with the rule set of tournaments as we they were structured like intentional draws are used in a lot of other game systems um magic most notably but um it it didn't fit very well with the x-wing tournament structure and the size of the tournament and all that kind of stuff i know obviously the rono gate was a big one that kind of happened um i was at the chicago regional that year and i got um knocked out of the cut by a number of intentional draws i came in 17th out of top six out of a top 16 where at a tournament where a guy um Used a store championship by the first round. I think he won three games in a row in a six-round tournament. And then he intentional took an intentional draw the next two rounds because he knew he was he knew that the math would work out and that would put him in the cut no matter what. So guy played three games of X-Wing in a six-round tournament and made a cut. Um and I think that was one of the I think that was really one of the worst examples of of how the intentional draw rule interacted with um with the, the actual tournament structures at the time. Um, I think there's ways that you could change the tournament structures and you could have intentional draws, but it, it, it did not mix well with the, the tournament structure at the time. So um, regardless, that's very old news. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so anyways, the whole shit storm happened. Everybody, you know, freaked out. Um, I feel bad for um, Ryan Farmer and the, the mods at the, the fly better group. They had to deal with, um, the brunt of this really, um, as far as, you know, modding their, their own group, that's the largest Facebook group for X-Wing on, 
on Facebook. So um, they had to deal with a lot. And I, you know, and I, <laughs> I feel, I feel bad for farmer and he, he stuck his neck out there and he, he got, he got it chopped off <laughs> in some places by some people. So, um, so anyways, you know, hopefully I like to say boo to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like mean, we, farmer and I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. So it's, you know, we want to keep it civil is really what all this boils down to. I, I mean, everybody understands the emotion, um, but just keeping it civil with each other is the most important thing. So, um, all right. So after that happened, they finally did get the actual game in last Thursday. And uh, they, you know, so they came on, they, they did their stream. They, uh, they went over a bunch of other stuff, including the road rules and, um, and everything else. Just, just to discuss the timeline here just yeah. a little bit. You know, so we're, we're, you know, you and I, um obviously played a couple of games using you know uh, what is it uh the road, road yeah yeah so you know we 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 tried it out we we're like all right you know so let, let's see how that looks like and really to be honest like when when that got announced and we obviously we saw the snippets and it was from the rules reference and all that stuff you know my thought process was this is it this is this is applied you know this is what's going to happen so we tested this out there are, and here's the deal. Like for me, initially, when that when I was when that was discussed, I was like, okay, it it's the meta has changed, right? And and we all have to accept that. Yeah, <laughs> I think at that stage, right? So the meta has changed, and you start to think about it. You start to, to start to figure out, well, how do I limit the variance of road? And it's the same thought process we've all been through. Oh, yeah. So I just want to preface this before you move on. To the catastrophe that is what you're about to talk about yeah um but at this stage i was like okay like i will accept it for what it is because it's a new challenge yeah you know what i mean and and the, you know as an x-wing player that has been playing this game for so long every time there's a major rules change my first thought process instead of fucking complaining is to go what can I win with now? And and that's always been the thought process. Yeah. Um, you know, what can I win with now? And and what needs to be thought about to realize this is that when I started playing X Wing, we, you know, we're we're looking at a competitive, you know, game. You go into these competitive tournaments. Um, and you really start to sit down and analyze what's good, what's bad, and all that stuff. That's my thought process as soon as that happened. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that is the biggest issue here. Um, but you just want to make sure that like when that happened, that wasn't the, the worst case scenario, everything yeah. that came after that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I, I think when I first saw the rule, um, just the road rule itself, the first thought that went in my mind was like, what the, f like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's just, it just simply made no sense. At least like on initial thought and um i don't know if it's you know going to going forward we'll we'll see and i, I i'm not a huge fan of it i'm not gonna lie about that I, I just i just don't really like the like the idea of it um but i'm willing to give it a try and i've tried it i think i've played uh five or six games at this point with these with the, the road rules um I think uh, maybe even a few more than that. So, you know, I, I can get used to it like anything else. I think the thing that um, 
I'm not really going to know how I feel about it until I use it in a real tournament. Um, until I'm in a tournament playing against somebody like in a, you know, play in game for the cut or in the cut itself. And, you know, like in those types of situations, um, I don't, I don't know that I'm really going to know how I feel about it. Cause I think the playing it so far, it's not that it really, it doesn't reduce the fun of the game, right? It's still fun to play X-Wing and, and road doesn't, I don't think reduces that. And, and, and I think it could be argued that it maybe makes the game a little bit more fun, just, you know, just in a, in a casual sense. Um, but for me, it's going to be hard to really tell how it hits exactly until I get to play it in a real tournament with, you know, real stakes, so to speak. Um, I don't know, Joe, Joe, what do you, uh, what, what are your kind of initial feelings on, on, on this ruling? Well, I want to duck a little bit back to the timeline because one of the things I find significant about the timeline, it's going to be a recurring theme in this episode, unfortunately, and I, I apologize when it becomes unlistenable how much we bitch, but I remember calling Steve and telling him about the road rules. And I did that because I had seen them on Reddit, which is one of the few places on the internet I, I will spend time on, which is an odd choice on my part, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, what really kind of pissed me off about that was, was it the day of or the day after they just put out a rules reference? Mm-hmm. Like they had just put out a, a rules reference, which should be the time when we talk about rules changes. They had virtually nothing of consequence in it. I mean, there was a couple of things in that thing, but nothing. We didn't even feel compelled to do an episode about it. It was so minor. Yeah, I was like taking and then, away. And a tweet the later, they put out. They put out this road change. And one of the things we're going to talk about a lot tonight, I think, is that I I don't agree with AMG's communication style. No. Maybe I just got trained from too many years of FFG putting things on the website. Or too many years of Decipher doing that in, I don't know, the 90s. But, like, I don't want to find everything else out by Twitch stream and tweet. Yeah. Like, I am hardcore going to die on the hill of I want to see their website actually be functional and hold the information that's required to play the game. Yeah. The road rules thing itself is funny because we were driving to, we drove to Gainesville to see Frank Turner, which was an amazing show, by the way. I was talking to my wife about it on the way, who doesn't play X-Wing and is only, only tangentially familiar with you know, what I've told her over the years. And as I get halfway through the explanation of what the, the rules change was, she looked at me and she said, so is this going to make the game longer? And I said, yes. She's like, well, in that case, I'm not going to be interested. <laughs> like, and she was absolutely right. My biggest complaint about the road rules is it's going to make games take longer. And I've been saying for years I want to knock 15 to 20 minutes off of every X-Wing game. Yeah. So, no, I don't like it. Yeah. I actually kind of like the randomness. I think it hurts a particular play style more than others. I think that it's a play style that Steve enjoys, and I absolutely loathe. So, like, it seems like I would like it, but Steve likes the game better than I do, so I'd rather maximize his fun than try to, you know, <laughs> minimize my annoyance. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. you know, I, I think you're, I mean, it, you're right to some degree. I I think there, you probably won't see like under these new rules. You're probably not going to see like the straight up kind of triple ace lists that uh, we've kind of become more used to. I don't think that means aces go away. I think I think they just I think the lists change and you see more. I think you probably see a little more spread um, in initiatives within a list, and you see a little more um, 
you know, ships in a list. So maybe an ace list becomes more of a four or five ship type of a list. And we don't know how this is going to affect points going forward, too. They they could decide that these points are detrimental enough to things like Sinter Fell that they do some pretty big point drops. So, um, you know, we, we don't know how that's going to play out either. So that's, that's going to be a big factor. And just a quick uh, thing, too. Uh, a big factor that this causes, a lot of times people think in the ace ace play. Um, my play is usually low initiative blocking play, so swarm yeah. play. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've taken years mastering this. Um, and sometimes you go up against swarms as one of your hardest matchups until you find a way to block that first engagement or at mm-hmm. least that second engagement, uh, you get all your actions they don't. Guess what? You need to go first to be able to do that. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of people think about going last. I always think about going first because if I get to first, you know, take the movement that I want, get in the space that I need to be, yeah, and then the other player can't. Um, and that is a huge, huge, huge difference in swarm play against swarm play. Um, and that's a huge advantage uh, to have in that round. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see that a lot of those matchups are just going to end up being a 50-50 toss-up coin on who gets that round. Yeah. Um, so, and whether or not they bet on getting it or not. Yeah, you know? uh, exactly. And, and that's what I mean. You could try to try to play the range game and then you just you take your shot. And there's mm-hmm. going to be one turn. You take your shot. You're going to pick a maneuver that's aggressive and you either lose or die on that roll and that sucks for swarm play uh, but it is what it is a lot of times you don't have the choice as a second player to do anything at all but react to what has already happened and most of the time you do get blocked you have no choice so being able to now just say there's a 50 50 shot here no matter what and the matchup how you react to that first round also wins the game a lot in swarm mm-hmm. play, you yeah. know? So, because after you, if you set up a good kill box afterwards and all that stuff now, the problem is that it's all randomized now. So I think it does even the score a little bit. Um, but at the same time, it just makes it sloppy. It can't, it can make it sloppy. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I just want to point out too, by the way, I, I think um, I've heard a few people say, that uh you know talking about the dice and and like oh you you know you're not going to have that many ties uh on the dice or whatever um so far i think i've had about eight dice ties in in the in the five or six games i've played (laughs) with 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 three dice where we both roll the same exact thing on on a on a roll on have to re-roll so that's that's kind of a that's one of those things that's going to happen a lot more than you think um it it is going to add time um i think I think the bit, one of the one of the biggest issues with this is that in from a, in a tournament play perspective, um, this rule alone is going to kill about. It's probably going to take one round off per per game. I, th- I think that's pretty fair to say because most of the time, it's it's not that often. You know, most of the time you're not ending around. You know, like right as time is ending, right? You're usually just starting around or kind of in the middle of a round somewhere, whatever that is. So I'm not saying it's going to take like a whole, a whole round of time worth of time, but it's going to probably shave around off of your game, which I think affects the meta as well, because, you know, we know how much 
you know, being able to hold on to points and, and being able to, you know, obviously slow play has always been somewhat of an issue. Um, so, you know, those factors in, 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 you know, into this also are, are, are issues, I think, for the, for the tournament play perspective um, of this ruling as well. So, all right. Do we have uh, anything else we want to say specifically about road before we kind of move on through what else was the rest of what was talked about in this live stream? Get to the bad part. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to kind of go in order of what happened in the stream basically, and we'll, we'll go that way. But um, the first kind of big thing they talked about, which um, I'm actually, I'm perfectly fine with this. I think this is going to be a good thing for the game. Um, but they are bringing in a banned and restricted list. Um, it's something that's been talked about um, in X-Wing for a really long time. And it's just, it's never happened for, for whatever reason, FFG just didn't want to do one. Um, I'm perfectly fine with it. I, I agree, by the way, I agree with FFG's uh, viewpoint of that. Okay. Why? Um, I think it was resolved uh, with the main, main change in 2.0 was that the uh, points were not determined. Mm -hmm. uh permanently so you can basically price something out of the meta you really can now people can still use it people can still win with it you can continue to increase the price until you take that risk you take that risk of mm -hmm. going i have a really really good card but it costs me a ship or it costs me yeah. a lot of other support ships that are available you know what I mean? Like you, you get less and less powerful, so it becomes a handicap. Yeah, and handicaps are okay. That's that is the whole point is that these cards are there for beginner players, so that when they make a mistake, it's not catastrophic. Yeah, they can react. They can go, "Oh shit, I set the wrong thing on my dial," but I can react to it and save myself. Yeah. Like a lot of times this happens in X-Wing and that's what those cards are. Instead of restricting them or banning them, make them so, so overpriced that only people that either take really good advantage of it, and they should, hmm. <laughs> um, or a player basically uses it and it helps them learn the game Yeah, uh, because it makes it a little bit easier. Well, I, I think part, part of the... Part of and this is another part of this announcement was that you know hyperspace is going away, so hyperspace is essentially being replaced by the banned and restricted list. They're going to have an extended version where everything is available and uh, like it is like currently, and then standard, which will use the um, banned and restricted list. So it's a little more similar to like Magic because um, they have what standard and um, what's the don't they uh, pioneer at this point pioneer yeah whatever it's called so i think it's a little more like that um so i so you could still have tournaments and you could still i mean you could still play with those cards like again there's a huge difference here between tournament scene and uh playing in your local game store or playing at your kitchen table those the those are right all three and, very different and, things and abandoned restricted i would assume would be at the higher levels yeah. Those cards are not available. My guess is that standard, and we'll see what's what happens going forward. But my guess is, is standard is is what it will be used at high level events. Um, but extended uh, and, will, will be used probably at more, um, you know, 
freewheeling events or whatever. Yeah, and, and and this is my last comment, and like I said, I don't want to derail the conversation, but for me, it's and this is the all, conversation. That's what we talked about. Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All all cards should be viable uh, to to especially at the high level tournaments, and 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 I think that it puts the onus on the designers of the game to put out cards that are good design. Yeah. Because they will always exist, but you can always, I mean, you can over, you can put supernatural reflexes at a hundred points. If you really want to, you can, (laughs) they have the option to do that. You can say you can take one ship with supernatural reflexes. And if you win a fucking tournament, then you win a fucking tournament. Like that's it. Like that's what happens. I'm actually really impressed to be honest with you. I'm just saying I would be too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset about that. And you guys, did you guys hear about the 1.0 when Auto Thrusters first came out? And there was a guy that took Suntir Fell to a tournament. That's it, 35 <laughs> yeah. points, and he went three and three in the tournament. Like I can't be mad at the guy. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Well, that's that's because you know Stealth Device and and Auto Thrusters on Suntir Fell was like one of the one of the most ridiculous combinations in the history of X Wing. But you see what I but, mean, though. Yeah. Like that's impressive for yeah. somebody to take a tournament, take Suntir Fell by themselves, and go three and three. Mm-hmm. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. And yeah, you can say he cheated the fucking rules. No, he didn't. He fucking outflew three well, people. Not, not to mention, not to mention the fact that he also had, you know, at the at the time, what are we talking? A sixty-five point bid of uh, sixty-five points that couldn't be used by anything else, or couldn't be killed or or taken by his opponent either. I mean, that's that's part of that's also part of why something like that even works. Um, All right, also, can I can I tee off now? Yeah. Uh, what are we teeing off about? Uh, we're, we're teeing off on um, the BNR. Okay. okay, so for starters, it's referred to as a banned and restricted list. Everything is just banned, right? There's not going to be any, any limits on the number of anything you can put in the list. Uh, no, they said banned and restricted, so it could be there could and be they a said thing. how they're restricting things. They, yet, they have not said any specifics yet. No, they've just said that there will be a banned and restricted list. That's what they called it. Okay, well, AEG has a really troubled history with that, in my opinion. And it's actually been pretty poorly implemented in the past. They've mm-hmm. never done any banning, but they have restricted card combinations specifically yeah which is a dark terrible road to go down that i don't want to see them do mm-hmm. it complicates things it's messy it's inelegant and i don't want to see it that being said um i also think banning things is a terrible policy it's terrible mm-hmm. it's it's an absolute kick in the groin to people that bought this product yeah and now it's useless now, granted, it's not like they're going to ban everything that's in, you know, whatever pack the loot gunner came in, which I guess he's in, he might even be in the starter set. For he's in the, know. yeah, he's in the starter. He's, he's in, in the, the core set or the whatever. Core set, I'm pretty sure. This is a bad move for starters. Uh, I don't think we've said on the, the, the cast yet. So they're banning basically anything that peaks at dials, right? And yeah. the loot gunner, right? That's, that's what they've said so far is things that were on the, on the, Probably likely to be on the banned and restricted list, which, you know, Luke Gunner is kind of whatever. He's already expensive as hell, anyways. The the peaking at dials thing, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm completely cool with that because I think just raise the price. I think just raise the price, stupid, but but just raise the price. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. That's just fine. just price them out of the meta. That's yeah. it. It's that simple. The game has it Here, built in fail safe. The they picked the best possible things to ban to make me think that they suck. <laughs> Okay. okay. To be to be very unkind about it, and I'll I'll go to confession this week and and tell tell the Padre that I did it. But here's the thing: like 
for starters, those are not things that are in the meta in any way right now. I mean, Luke you guys seen a whole lot of Luke Gunner out there? Not to, not these days, no. At the 26 points yeah. or whatever ungodliness he is? No. So it's a pointless thing to do for yeah. starters. For second, it's in the starter set, which one of the things that people have accused them on online is catering to new players at the expense of old players, right? Yeah. That's that's sort of what a lot of these changes are are being yelled about. If it's in the starter set, you shouldn't be banning this. A new player trying to put together a 200-point list probably has to use that Luke Gunner on something. I won't say probably, but I'll say it's a possibility. You know, if he just wanted to play with the X-Wing that's in there and bought the... I don't know. Okay, so let me just clarify real quick. The Luke Gunner comes in the Millennium Falcon expansion pack and the Rebel Alliance conversion kit. Okay, cool. So he went and bought the starter set, one other X-Wing, and the Millennium Falcon because he likes the movies, right? Yeah. That's his That's his list, right? That's yeah. his list. He plays two X-Wings in the Falcon. He probably needs Luke Gunner to He wants, that out. Yeah, a new yeah. player is going to want to play wants to Luke play Gunner. Luke Skywalker on the Falcon because he saw the Fuck yeah, movies. he's got... He's got the, one of the greatest abilities, and he's worth a lot of points. But oh my God, Luke Gunner and Han Solo is my pilot. Are you put, fucking put, kidding me? Why would you ban that? Why? Why would you ban that? There's well, a that Star like, Wars fucking fan trying to play <laughs> X-wing. Why? Well, I mean, the only thing I I'm going like to really your enthusiasm. Yeah, I do. The only thing I'm really going to say for it is, like I said, I think this is something that's going to be used pretty much at high level tournament events. I don't think it's going to affect your Cool, I have two more problems so I'm not done teeing off or whatever at all. Um the next thing is hyperspace being gone, if their object is to get new people playing the game and and bring in new players, they need a hyperspace environment that's highly curated to take out stupid extraneous effects that even I don't like having played the game for years. They need a hyperspace environment that doesn't allow buzzsaw droids because I don't know what the fuck they do. <laughs> Probably takes jamming out because, frankly, I play Hondo and everyone on my list, and I can't actually remember all the rules for jamming things. <laughs> Hi- hyperspace was very, very new player friendly. Very and new it player friendly. To exist you for needed, that and, and and I think you can. It wasn't perfect. It was never perfect. It was not perfect. It needed help, but if you cater it to newer players, hyperspace is the most fun you will ever have in a tournament because everybody is just even kill. Like don't, don't bring any fucking crazy combination that nobody will be able to figure out until it's late. Just, you know, do your swarm play, do your ace play, do that kind of stuff. Limited cards, a limited pool of, of cards. Hyperspace is so much fun, so much fun to play. I mean, and, I, I, and just to completely get rid of it. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'll play devil's advocate here a little bit, mostly just because – As our third Catholic reference of the last two minutes. But yeah, right. yeah, right. So, well, we've, we've established this is the, the Catholic podcast. <laughs> we should really put that on our website. We it's should like, really put the, that on there, yeah. We're the only 100% Catholic podcast. I mean, we don't know end. that, but we're going with it. Um, so, um, but no, the uh, – I actually don't know of any other podcasts. So. Oh, yeah, so so the hyper, hyperspace, I, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think – I, I never liked, particularly liked the hyperspace format. I always, and now it may have been the way it was used, right? Like, I think you're right with, where it was a, a great new player friendly kind of environment. Um, the problem was that when you, you know, there was a whole season where hyperspaces were, where hyperspace events were basically regionals, right? They were, they were the regionals for that year. 
And um, it was very restrictive and very limiting to me to play, have to play hyperspace. All right. Um, Cause I didn't look, cause it's, it's so curated at that point. Like, and I, it was one of those things that like, yes, it was, I think it was generally speaking agreed a, a lot, a large portion of the community seemed to agree that hyperspace was the superior format, so to speak. But the problem is that, and I think this was kind of borne out by attendance is that not that many people really wanted to play hyperspace. <laughs> No, but here's the, here's the deal. No, no, no. It's 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 perfectly clear that hyperspace is the format to use at a store championship level, and and at a very basically local level. Yeah. And that's that's why it was so good because it created an environment in local yes. local level where somebody wouldn't come to a fucking league night and bring a club ceiling list and yeah. then just basically come in. Be like, I just won three games in 45 minutes. What did you do? And I'm like, yeah. I had fun and I played with my friends. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no, somebody's, I, I, you know I, what I mean? So it creates yeah. that environment at the store level right. where you can still be competitive, but not be like super crazy yeah, yeah. And with I'm, the combinations. And I am totally down with that. I, I just think that it was a, like when they were using it as like the regional format. I, I I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of that. I no, just, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I can see there's a, regional, a reg- me, yeah. yeah, regional or above, you play an extended version. You basically say the competitive players are are going to be showing up to this tournament. You have to compete too, and that's it. Like yeah. that, that's what it is. These are the rules of the game. Yeah, this is the, you've learned it with, through hyperspace. You understand the basics. Now this is hard mode. You know what I mean? This yeah. is expert mode. Yeah. You have you have basically two levels of a game where you can learn a set of rules, you can have a good understanding, a good baseline of how things work together, how things interact, and then you go into expert mode. And that's regionals and above. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Your system opens, your nationals, your championships, all these large, large events that usually draw like 60 plus people. All these large tournaments, this is this is it. This is the big mm-hmm. leagues. You know what I mean? Like you're you're playing yeah. in a really tough fucking grueling day. It's a long fucking day. Yeah. Bring the best list. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's that's your yeah. job. That's the only job. So like at that level, of course, of yeah. course, you do an extended version above that. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a thing that's happening. Although I kind of classify this stuff in the uh, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, so <laughs> can, you know, this the last thing, other the stuff. last thing I want to say about it now, yeah, I'll let ahead. Steve move on the specific things that are on this list, the, the Luke that essentially lets you get around getting arc dodged and the things that, that let you look at dials, you know, which again is another thing that is primarily used against arc dodgers, right? Can we agree to that? Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's funny because it's primarily used against arc dodgers by arc dodgers. So it's generally like it's like sense is kind of like the one that got used the most and it was primarily used on Obi-Wan, who was a five. So that, that backs up my point here, yeah. because what's happening here is they are using a ban and restricted list to fix the problems caused by road. Mm-hmm. And these interactions are going to become more complex and more untenable. And you will see a larger number of bands sooner rather than later. Yeah. It's not in a sky is falling kind of way. One of the problems with, and I hate to use this as an example because P 
people that play X-Wing don't tend to like magic because people that play magic don't tend to like anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. um, that game, if statistically, is banning more cards per set now than it did in several years of development in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. And some of that is is sloppy design, and some of that is just they are having to manage the meta, manage a more complex meta caused by having managed the meta previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can become the new Marxist uh, podcast by me saying it's sort of like late stage capitalism where you're fixing a lot of the problems you produced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what what this game is going to look well, like before too long. And, 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 just just to be clear here, and, and the whole thing, when I say... <laughs> He's like, just I, to be clear, I don't believe in Mark's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the the views of this podcast are not... The, okay. Um, the, the Just to be clear here, the hyperspace versus uh, banner restricted, uh, two completely different, different things. I do want to basically mention that, is that you could have improved a lot on the hyperspace format by making it new player friendly, by basically having a format catered to ships that have been most recently released. So basically they say, hey, pick up a core set, but also pick up one of these new ships. And then you can cater that. Like You can actually market a hyperspace format to the point where you control what people are buying. And that was the whole intent that I thought was going to be done with hyperspace because they were like, well, we're only going to allow expansion packs that have been released, not like the um, the kit that came out. That not stuff that was all converted up from X1. Converted, from exactly. Yeah. So it was like a new, a very new per, uh, player friendly when it first came out because it was like, if you didn't play X-Wing before, it's okay you'll you're you're about to get started it's like a a starter version of it i I think as a a side uh side topic to this too there you know i think amg has a lot of plans for all kinds of different casual formats right all kinds of flgs formats they've already got the you know aces high which that's obviously that was developed by ffg and and whatnot but that they've the Aces High kits have been showing up at some stores and uh, they've got plans for some sort of uh, like uh, soccer droid uh, version of the, you know, of, of the game. I, I think that I think something they're going to do a lot of is like, like strange formats, like all weird, you know, like one off or weird formats meant to make it um, fun and easy for new players to get into the game. So I think that's another part of their strategy that kind of overlaps with some of what you're talking about for what hyperspace is supposed to accomplish. But I digress. Um, all right. Well, anything else we got to want to say about hyperspace or, or banner restricted lists before we move on to the next few points? I mean, I'd like to do as an overarching theme that to be honest with you, the idea that AMG has plans is not something I'm convinced of. I want to believe, I <laughs> yeah. want to have faith, but they haven't done anything. They've done, I really wish you guys could throw something at me that would make me believe that somehow these guys, this, this company has a direction and knows oh, what's going to Trust me, Joe, I wish I could. I mean, I've, I like, I wish I had something I could, I could give you because I, because, and, and I, I would take something from crisis protocol at this point. Yeah. Right. If you're like, Hey, they run some really good crisis protocol tournaments. 
Like, yeah, they? no, there hasn't been a single actual crisis protocol tournament. So, um, you know, like it's and, and it's, it's weird because like, you know, from what everything I've no, heard, don't blame all all of that on them. That no, 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 no. Fucking no. pandemic for the there last has definitely years, been so. a, There's definitely been a pandemic. There's definitely been lots of things in the way of doing that. And I get that. But um, but it's still there. You know, crisis protocol came out before the pandemic and there was no tournaments, um, you know, on release of that game. So, well, as it relates to X-Wing, though, they're talking about making some fairly significant changes. And yes, there has been a pandemic the last feels like a decade. So we'll go with a decade. There's been a pandemic for the last several years. So it's really hard for me to get behind them making a lot of these decisions without a lot of a lot of data. Yeah. I think that data is missing. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe sure. they're scrubbing the online tournaments and the forums and stuff, but oh, I think they I are. don't trust things that happen on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Including podcasts. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the tournament scene that has existed for X-Wing online has been great. It's been, it's kept the community alive. It's, it's, it's been a fantastic thing. What Dion has done um, with his, his championship series and space jams and everything else he's, he's done has been fantastic and awesome, but it is a pretty incomplete look at the, uh, at the meta and the community at large, because there's just a lot of players who are not playing online at all, who just never got into the online scene. Um, so it's, it's a very incomplete look at, at X-Wing, at, uh, at the great, the larger X-Wing world. I think it's a great thing that, that Dion has done for the game with all that stuff. I don't think, I, I also don't know that I have any faith that the new company can look at that data objectively and draw the right conclusions. Yeah. Um, I didn't see anything in that data particularly that showed that, I mean, because realistically, the random player orders mostly to screw aces. It seems like to me, I could be wrong about that one. I could be drawing the wrong conclusions from this well, one. Well, like I said, it, it, it screws up swarm, uh, swarm lists as well. Okay. Yeah, I well, believe that. And, and yeah, because uh, I2 versus um, I2 versus I2 is very, very common. Yeah, the one thing I will say about it is that I think um, RPO or Road very specifically targets um, mirror matches. And I think it incentivizes people to not play um, the, the the direct meta list and, and, to, and to not net list quite as much. Um, because That's an interesting take from it. Because when you run into these, you know, when like in, in X-Wing currently, right, when like with the bid and everything, if you if we would have these, you would have a meta list come out, right? And it, would, it would be the new hotness. And everybody would start playing it. And then inevitably you would you get into the bid war where it goes – um, you know, okay, I'm going to run this list at 198 and I'm going to run it at 197 and I'm going to run it at 194 and I'm going to run it. And eventually like the Nantex, I think was one of the most perfect examples of this. I mean, by the end of the Nantex stuff last year, which I know you guys weren't really around for, weren't playing in, but by the end of that stuff, I mean, people were taking out like an entire, like almost an entire ship worth of, worth of points. You know, they're taking these Nantex lists down to like sub 190 and like it was just getting, it kept going and going and going. It was, it was, it was just crazy because that's how important the initiative win or, or, or you know, having the bid was in, in, the, in those mirror matches. And there were so many of those mirror matches that it had, it, it had a huge effect on on creating that bid war. Um, so for the record, I'd like to reiterate that I actually I hated the old initiative system. 
and I don't miss that in any way, shape, or form. Oh no, no, I, I am, I am perfectly fine with like the deficit scoring and getting rid of bidding and stuff. I have zero problem with that because even as an ace player, like I kind of gave up on, on, uh, on taking bids about two years ago. Like I just got kind of tired of it, and like I think the lowest I ever got in 2.0 was down to 191 on our list. And then I was like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. I, I mean, at this point, I mean, the last, I haven't taken, even the last like year and a half, two years, I haven't taken a list of less, like lower than like 197. So, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with the bidding, the bid wars, that kind of stuff. I don't, I'm perfectly fine to see that go away. I've never found it to be an integral part of the game. Yeah. Like I pointed out in one of our episodes a long time ago, the core set, the core set designed by Jay Little back in the day. Didn't have initiative rules. It just said dark side goes first. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how it shipped. So anybody saying that the initiative rules were intrinsic to the game? Yeah, no. No, no, no not no. not baked into the DNA. No, no. The initiative rules were were basically put in place. They were put in place in the tournament documents as a way to deal with um having a a, a, a dark side uh a dark side versus dark side matchup or a light side versus light side matchup. I mean, that's, yep. that's what the initiative rules were created for. They weren't in the core set. So, and lastly, I never liked bidding also because, again, it's the same thing about banning things. Like, you know, I'm happy to buy your guys' product all the time. When I buy it, I want to be able to use it. You should not be discouraging me using things. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, well, I'd like to play with this upgrade. It's like, well, it's going to be a competitive disadvantage. Like, I guess I'll take the thing you bought from me and throw it in the trash then. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to move on to a couple more points here because I want hey, to guys. I, 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 guys, before... Before we continue, and I, 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 I want to kind of focus on what you just. Oh said, wait, you got Steve. two minutes to see the uh, the the dragon thing. Oh, you're right. Can we pause real yeah, quick? We, yeah, we can yeah. pause. Okay. Um, actually, I want to touch upon this. This this is a positive thing. I think this is a positive thing about what you just said, Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go outside real quick, but let's 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 kick off on that because what you just said is that this may limit mirror matches. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, I, but, I don't want to take a, a, a matchup. I'm not going to bring a list that I think but, is going to have five. I'm going to run into five copies exactly. of, over a tournament. So I don't, I don't know, but that sounds good. I think it is. I think that part of it, it is, is a good too. thing. I mean, I just I, like <laughs> I never thought about it that way. I never thought about the fact that it's like it might push people to say, "Can I take an alternative?" initiative and make this list better yeah um or or fly something similar but have a initiative advantage like you take an initiative two but then all of a sudden there's an initiative three set of ships that you can take and kind of do the same type of list but you now have an initiative advantage um not a mirror match yeah so all right. Well, I've got um, a couple of other points I want to get through here real quick because these ones are, uh, should be relatively brief. And I actually think they're kind of overall wins. Um, maybe you guys will disagree. But um, one thing that they said that one of the things I was really concerned about when I first heard about Road was that it would uh, be used as some sort of design space. Um, they did state during the uh, during the stream that the initiative role will never be influenced by upgrades. They won't ever, it, you know, that role will be sacred. It, it is what it is. So, which is good. I was, I was, <laughs> I was more than a little concerned that, um, that would end up, 
becoming uh, like a design space that they saw and, and tried to start using. So um, regardless, uh, they've said they won't do that. Um, they've also said that they will allow um, people to track score on, pa on paper and take, uh, and take notes, um, you know, quick notes during games. Um, kind of, you know, reversing that rule that FFG had in place that, um, which I think I'm, I'm, I think is a good thing overall. I, I don't, I never saw any problem with jotting down scores as the game was going. As long as you shared the knowledge with as your as opponent you the and you weren't a dick like, about it, and, yes. And honestly, like, I, I mean, and, and, I, and I'm hoping this extends to things like Launch Bay next because um, I, I would love to, you know, just be able to put my phone in, in the middle of the, of the table or not the table, but you know, like on the side of the table in the middle with Launch Bay next up and um, we can both just quickly see the points and, and where that's at. I think that's perfectly fine. I, you know, I, I think that's the easiest and quickest way to do to do this without even having to uh, uh, sit there and, and math things out on a pen. Yeah, adding, I don't know why, but adding in 2.0 is twice as hard as adding yeah. in 1.0. Yeah. So um, the other thing that they said that I um, uh, I personally really like, this is a change I've actually kind of, I, th I know I've mentioned before, um, and I, I, I'm glad to see coming into play, is that half points are now going to be permanent, um, that you will not be able to regen your points back to, onto your ship. You can still regen your ship, but once you've given up half points, those points are permanently gone. Um, That's going to be a pain in the ass to TO, I'll tell you that. Uh, I can see that, but I think if you're letting people take notes now too, that, that mitigates it a little bit. Um, if, if you allow people to actually track the score live during the I'm game, that makes it I'm just saying if, if I'm a judge, I would say if, if I'm a TO on a tournament, I would say if you have a regenerating ship and your ship goes at half points, call a judge. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a judge just needs to see it, just needs to see, see it happen yeah. and then move on. And yeah. then that way when they count points, the judge, all he needs to do is just remember that that table called him and said, hey, by the way, this ship is at half points. Yeah. So, um, all right. So also, they also said that there will be new tournament docks coming next year. Um, they didn't give a specific time frame other than sometime next year where they will have um, a, a whole new set of tournament docks that will out, outlay um, these things about the note taking and the, and, and the half points and, and, and probably any other number of um, changes they may decide to make to tournament regulations. Um, so that's fine and dandy. I'm glad it's coming, but uh, yeah, sometime next year. Oh, um, hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> sometime next year is a pretty, pretty. It's a very broad uh, stance statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just as a side note, Nintendo uh -huh. announced this month that their new system is coming out sometime within the next 79 years. Okay, cool. I'm not glad. kidding. That's a thing they actually announced. It's like, God bless you, Nintendo. <laughs> God, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Uh, they also said um, that uh, some a lot of people are asking, you know, why three dice for the random player order? Why not just a single die roll, a coin flip, basically? Um, and they gave a few different reasons for it. Um, I think the most pertinent reason was that um, this particular type of um, way of determining the player order using the three dice method uh, allows for multiplayer modes and, and and some other stuff. So basically, they can use this three die method of determining initiative across multiple formats without having to change it for different formats. So, which I get and is fine. Um, 
you know, it is what it is. If you're going to install this as a, as the way that we're determining initiative, then you may as well make it usable across different formats. So that's great. Um, now here comes, the, here comes the big one, um, that I think, uh, you know, after the road rules themselves, this is kind of the other one that really set people, um, on fire. And, uh, they are currently play testing, um, a, uh, some pretty major changes to, um, bumping. And, um, one of those is that they would, they're contemplating allowing, uh, ships to either focus or calculate, uh, after they have been blocked. So as opposed to completely losing, losing your action step, um, you would, uh, still be able to take a focus or a calculate. Um, this is a huge one. I mean, this one may even be, I think, maybe may even be bigger than the actual um, road change itself. So, <laughs> as a person that has made his living off of blocking, mm -hmm. oh my god! Yeah, um, and it gets and it, and there's more to this. I just want to because this is part of the conversation as well. They're also contemplating allowing ships to shoot at range one at range zero. Why? Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't, I, I'm not even sure where to go with this. Now, the only thing the the one thing we do know is that these two particular rules are not final yet. They did say that these were still works in progress. I almost wish they hadn't even told us about them. Um, but <laughs> like, allow me to pour myself another glass of haterade. Yeah, go for it. For starters, there is no reason to say these things out loud if they weren't set in stone. Mm -hmm. You're already you got to read the room, guys. Like yeah. this is already a powder keg of pretty pissed off people about a bunch of other things. Maybe yeah. you save these things for later. Yeah. The other thing about them is that none of these things would be necessary if they had just changed the 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 player order rules. Mm -hmm. So again, we're building a house of cards here. Like. We have some very delicate things that need to be balanced, and I don't know that we know how to do that. Yeah. Um, the focus thing I think is stupid. I actually kind of like the shooting at range zero. I don't know that I like it from a gameplay standpoint, but thematically, you take a pot shot of the guy as you pass by him, and that makes some sense. I think it it's, a, it's an unfocused shot with no bonus dice. You're just taking a random pot shot as he goes by. Well, it's not It's not an unfocused shot. It could be a focused shot. And it could if be some guy runs into you and you had your action first, yeah, I guess. Or, or if you run into them and you can still take a focus. I'm gonna assume they don't do both of those things. But then again, I think they're gonna the do both of those things. Yeah. I mean, well, here, why would I assume they're gonna do anything? Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's my problem with this, and and it, 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 this could be my fault. I just don't know if anybody has ever viewed the game like chess. Uh, anybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, either of you guys play chess before this? I, I don't. I don't myself. I prefer Onitama. Yeah, I don't I don't play chess myself, but I know a lot of people who who there's been a lot of chess comparisons um, since these new rules have kind of come out from a lot of people I, I, in the community. I, absolutely, and, and and the thing is, is that yeah. So I mean, like I played a lot of chess growing up, and this game was the new chess for me. You know what I mean? Because it was all about maneuvering, um, and and putting things into positions. So you do the same thing in chess, and and one of the biggest chess moves is to block you know what i mean it, and and that's the whole thing is that the blocking scheme was for me part of the strategy um yeah. and, and putting your opponent at a disadvantage because you 
put your peace in its way. Yeah. Um, and, and that that aspect is something that was core to what I translated the game into. And then the reason I was able to, I, I can't even say master it because like who can master fucking X-Wing? Like it's so fucking no one, complicated. No one can. No one yeah. can. Like there's so complicated. There's so many other things. But one of the first things I mastered was just trying to put ships in a position to gain an advantage and blocking made sense to me instead mm-hmm. of like ace play. Cause like that was all, you know, maneuvering, just having a little bit more variance. But like, for me, it's just like, just put the shit that I want right there. <laughs> yeah. I put you at a disadvantage, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but like, it's a competitive game. Yeah. Um, but like that, it was my bread and butter. And for me to know that I can do that, and somebody could take a focus action and still shoot back at me, completely eradicates that from the game. Yeah, and I don't, what, I, I don't want that to disappear. Yeah, one of the things people pointed out, another impetus for doing this, another sort of design precept that they were going for was to eliminate the idea of perfect knowledge from the game, which I, I could get behind that. You know, again, it would require me to have more faith than I currently do. But that's some of the idea here, right? If you take away Ace's ability to to operate at I-6 with perfect knowledge of where everything currently is and will be when you take your action, I mean, it's kind of the thing that you seem to be trying to eliminate here. Mm-hmm. That tilts the scale towards ships that are able to move first and block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they have perfect knowledge of as, as long as I land here, they won't be able to shoot me and they won't get an action and that'll be very, yeah. very bad for them. Well, I think what they're trying to do is even that out also. And again, yeah. it just comes back to this house of cards thing. Like, basically, you're hiring some teenager off the street, in my opinion, to come in and build you a house of cards. Like, I mean, maybe they'll be able to do it, but I haven't seen their skill set, so what are the odds? Yeah. I think this... Um, That's my opinion. Yeah. I, th- I think part of this... So, there won't be... You won't get a, a range one bonus die. So, so it would be your base dice. I think the problem with that is still too many dice it's still modifiable if if i were going to even contemplate putting anything like this in it would to me i would i would almost make it a a a reduction a range zero attack die reduction so sorry is there a precedent for it from the uh the outrider yeah you decentivize it so basically yeah you either get a range one shot or a range zero shot yeah but it's going to be drastically different it's going to be a two die difference yeah like i would make it basically like a snapshot where it's like you get two dice and you can't and you can't modify, like something something along those lines. Where it's it's just it, and like because like you said, Joe, it's like you know thematically when you're because this is trying to represent a three D space on on a two D yeah. game board. So when you are overlapping and you cause that bump from a from a in a three dimensional perspective, and they and they were saying, oh, in the three dimensional spectrum, you could still shoot and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. Like if you're on top of somebody, if you have fixed guns that point straight and you are um, on top of somebody and literally flying over them, you can't shoot at them. So this makes like no sense to me in that regard. And if you wanted to make something out of it, I would say make it like a two die snapshot kind of a thing. If you're at range zero, you can you can you can throw two die at that ship and uh, with no modifiers and just kind of you know see what happens. But I, I think allowing modifiers and allowing basically like a range two shot it's essentially just essentially just a range two shot so if you're if you're like a like i mean how terrible is this rule for like uh for like freaking fangs right 
I mean, this is this is awful for Fang. I mean, how bad is it for a ghost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everything runs right into your big fat ass and then just takes pot shots at you. Yeah. So have a nice I, day. Yeah. I, I just I I'm yeah no I I am I am I am a very very big no on this one. <laughs> I'm trying to be open-minded here, but this one is... It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, like I said, thematically, I like no it, but I feel like it's bad for the game. I feel like it's even more complicated. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Oh, but, my God. I, I didn't even think about it that way, too. Like I have a fourth like, range I, that I have to teach new people. Like, look at all these rules as ghost? things you How need many? to teach a new player and think to yourself, no one's going to stick around for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's like, okay, so if I get half the things in this guy, I get half the points. What if I regen? Well, no, you can't regen out of it. Okay, that's cool, I guess. And I'm rolling these dice every turn, and sometimes I'm at range one. Sometimes I'm at range, and I get a die. It's just stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a hard no on this one. Um, it, not that I have any say in it whatsoever, but, you know, that's – I'm not, definitely not a fan of this one. And I also think this, this drash, drastically weighs – towards jousting lists like like this rule is so heavily weighted towards jousting lists it's not even funny like it, it's just like i'm i'm adjusting the, i got the, a bunch of uh, x-wings and i'm gonna roll in there and i don't care if i run into you because i'm still gonna have a focus and be able to shoot at you with three dice like yeah and that and that's the uh that's the imbalance that comes from you know the what i was talking about earlier when you're playing swarm lists is that um you know, the road uh, change was made that worse, um, and then this is making it worser. Yeah. There's just a lot of ripples coming off of these. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these these ones are, I think, really, really hard to swallow for me. Um, and I like they like I said, they as of right now, these, these two are still somewhat unofficial. They have said road is like, that's going to happen. But these two are still somewhat being worked on. Hopefully they come to some sort of better um, either way of doing this or just not even bother doing it. Cause I just, I think it's, I just think it's bad. I just think it's bad for the game, but um, I mean, given the communication on this one, going back to my analogy about hiring a teenager to build your house of cards. I mean, this teenager is kind of flunking the interview too. (laughs) His communication skills seem, questionable at best yeah so all right another thing they talked about was um they are working on a replacement for final salvo which is probably a good thing um totally fine with that that yeah, was always stupid totally fine with that now the question well, is what are they going to replace it with they didn't rochambeau say, i hope yeah, well here, so here, here's my my situation here is that this is very simple this is a very very simple solve okay the oldest fucking sport <laughs> In existence, gives three points to the winner, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that scoring? Because the extra two points will incentivize a draw solution, where basically, if you're at a draw, you can either take the one point, and that will help in most cases. But in most cases, that other player is going to be like, no, fuck this, and I'm going to be aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so what, it forces one player to be aggressive. Yeah. If one player is aggressive, there's going to be an engagement. And, and, and usually the, it's going to happen. Um, so I, I think yeah. that solves that, that problem. Yeah. Well, they did say draws may come back. 
So that's they, they didn't give any kind of real hard um, rulings as for how they're going to deal with with this, but they did allude to a, a couple of different things as far as um, changes in tournament structure and point scorings for for tournaments. So they said draws might come back. Um, they said that they will likely be scoring events on in levels based on points destroyed or margin of victory. So um, for anybody who's played, that's, that's no bueno. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of Cause so, so this is like a uh, pretty similar to Armada, right, Joe? Um, uh, no idea, but it's very similar to star Wars CCG, which I yeah. am familiar with. Yeah. So we had victory points and differential. Yeah. So basically they are saying that, well, it's kind of um, like soccer. <laughs> yeah. So basically they're saying the harder you win, the more points you win by the more, um, event points you will receive. And, um, so, and they're, and they literally threw out the example of, um, you know, somebody basically being able to maybe win less games, but because they won their games harder, they make a cut instead of somebody who won a bunch of, who won all their games by no. a, a, a small. No, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, ridiculous. I, which... No, no, no. But, um, but it, it should just stay at, at two levels. You add draws, you figure out a, a better scoring system and then. You leave MOV. And that's it. That's your 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 tiebreaker. What, what you're describing, Carlos, is exactly what Star Wars CCG did 20 years ago. Yeah, was it was it was three points for a win, uh, one point for a draw, zero for a loss, and I think it was two for a time to win. I think there was a two in there if you won at time, and then as a tiebreaker after that it was you know how much you won by a differential. So did um did the time uh, thing solve any kind of meta issues? Um, Star Wars CCG games could go to time. Usually, in like a thirty-person tournament, one or two tables would go to time. And RTO Greg didn't like uh, you know, having the tournament run long. So I think he well, encouraged just, you to yeah. finish the damn game. And, and and I think that's it. So I mean, like, is that the encouragement to make things engage? Yeah, to make things go smoothly. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, again, this is another one they didn't give a whole lot of details on. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I, I really, if, if they go like I've played in Armada tournaments and they have this whole thing where you can, you know, you know, there was, there are, there was ways and our, Armada tournaments were very short from a round perspective because they were so long from a time perspective. So like a two and a half, I think it was like two and a half hours of the time limit for a round. So you only really got three rounds in, in, in most tournaments, unless you played multiple days. So they had this thing where like, you know, you could win three games and still lose on points basically to somebody who won two games, but they won the two games they won. They won by like, like, like 200 O's basically. And then they lost one barely or something, you know, like, no, I don't remember how it works. So I won't quote on that. But I, 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 I don't, I don't remember the happens. specifics, but I remember it. Being I think really, it actually worked really to my favor. Time. I think I won one game and I was ahead of somebody that won two because I won them in yeah closer fashion or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's weird. I, I have to, I'm going to have to see how this gets implemented, but um, uh, we're, you know, we're getting points for well, losing. Well, like what the fuck does that mean? You'll never, uh, you'll never be able to find it, Steve, because it's somewhere on AMG's website. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Good luck. Um, all right. So the other thing they talked about was a little bit was um, scenario play. Um, it sounds like they are going to be um, definitely getting into um, scenario play within the competitive scene. 
Um, they didn't, they, they didn't, again, no specifics, no, on, on any sorts of scenarios or, or what tournaments would use them or not. But, um, but it does sound like scenario play is, is, uh, scenarios are going to become a, a big part of the X-Wing tournament scene. Um, I, I, I have, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm just going to say, I don't like scenario play. Um, but I know a lot of people do. So, I'm just not a I'm just not a fan of scenario play. Every game system I've I've tried that had scenarios in it are mainly Armada and Imperial Assault. I just didn't really enjoy from a tournament perspective. Um, but that's that's me. So, oh. um, so a lot of people are gonna like scenario scenarios. So you know, for, it is what it is. For, for me, is like uh, anybody that's played like the Call of Duty franchise or any of the others FPS. You know what I mean? It's like. You either do the deathmatch or you do the kind of like the bases, capture the flag, domination kind of stuff. So like both formats are fun, but you got to keep those separate. You know what I mean? And you got to have both. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's, that's really what can be strategic about this is that you can have your scenario tournament and you can have your you know, uh, just standard play, uh, standard dogfighting tournament. Yeah. I prefer scenario play in in both shooters like you're talking about, Carlos, or in tabletop minis games. My only real question, and I think this is a legitimate question, is whether you can add one after the other, if that makes sense. Like, Imperial Assault's a really good example you brought up, Steve, because realistically the skirmish game has always felt tacked on to the the scenario based campaign play yeah yeah and it will never not feel tacked on mm-hmm. you know what i mean they tacked it on when the core set was out yeah but it always felt tacked on right oh yeah yeah like if you just had like a deathmatch version of overwatch now i don't think it would feel right i think that game's been objective for its whole time <laughs> i don't think you can just willy-nilly make it not that way yeah so I'm, I'll be curious to see how well they do with the scenario-based stuff for that. Also, space games don't really lend themselves to very good scenarios. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not holding ground. You're not yeah. necessarily in a functional way tagging objectives and stuff like that. So I don't know how well X-Wing will play with scenarios, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm willing to be a little open on this one, but um, just to see sure. kind of see what's going to happen. But I actually would I would be excited for it under different circumstances. I, I will say I, I will say I've, I've played some really funky shit with X Wing. I, I did Mario Kart uh, one time. I've seen uh, that. It actually, looks fun. Yeah, we did uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games was a very very fun format. And it, it it was it took a lot of the skill of the maneuvering because you had to fly over tokens to earn that upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there there's a lot of things you can do with yeah. I, the I, board with uh, X-wing ships yeah. using the core rules. I, I think a lot of that stuff tends to fall more in the um, formats, like the, some of the sure. different weird formats they're going to end up doing. I think what they're going to do from the tournament perspective for scenarios is going to be a little more simplistic. Uh, And I think it's really, and this is in their words, really, um, but it's going to be more to more, the purpose of it is more to move the game in a direction and provide like, okay, so here's some points you can score by going over here and doing, and and doing this thing real quick. Um, But it it kind of, it kind of force, I think it's really more about forcing engagement 
Um, I, I think that's where their kind of mindset is with it a little bit. At least that's what I gleaned from what they said. But no, I, I agree, yeah. and I, I agree completely. And and that's that that's the whole point, right? So I think this scenario play will be to say, you know, to either control an area or grab a token yeah. or something and sure. and control it yeah. as well so so, so there's going to be something based on that and you there may be a chase too there may be like you're now the person that has this thing and then now the opponent has to chase you down but you gotta fucking dip out you yeah. know what i mean so like it creates scenario play that is pro and con depending on your flight style you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so like i'm really good at running away and hiding behind rocks and taking actions and being evasive like you can play that and that trust me that that is definitely an aspect of x-wing that is fun yeah Um, for sure you know what i mean and this will drastically this is the kind of thing that will drastically affect um list building you know if you're playing in a scenario tournament and you know what what you know assuming you know what these scenarios are going into the tournament you know that's going to pretty drastically affect your your list building um you're going to build towards those scenarios a little bit at least in some way you're going to have something in your list that can help with that scenario um if you know that that's what the tournament's going to be based on so it's it's going to change list building a lot for those for those tournaments um and it's not going to be for all of them it's they they said there will still be standard dogfighting tournaments also yeah i mean i could be very down for this depending on implementation yeah well it it just it has to be both as long as there's both yeah. It's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I'm willing to try it. I'm, I, I'm, I, I have my own biases against scenario play, but that comes mostly from playing Imperial Assault and um, Armada, where I did not enjoy the scenario play in those games. Um, so, we'll, we'll um, but I had specific problems with them in that game. Yeah, I, but not in Armada as much because I didn't play that one as often. But Imperial Assault, one of the things I didn't like about it is the scenario play required there to be different maps for every single game, which yeah. led to tournament. Tournament time bloat, which I really didn't like. Well, the puzzle, and then the whole other puzzle oddly specific things was for some reason every scenario defined how doors worked differently. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus, did that piss me off? Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> it's like, do I, can I open doors in this one? No, this one you have to shoot it. It's like, yeah. how about this one? This one you actually have to hit it. I'm like, yeah. I hate this game. This this door rolls defense dice. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like okay. Um, so regardless, um, you know, like I said, I I don't know. I have to see how it's going to be implemented. I'm I'm willing to give that one a a shot. Um, uh, they did say that tournaments will have both a round and a time limit. So um, I go with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's that's fine. I mean, you know, it's going to be. It's like, about time. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a 12 round game. Um, so if you're playing really fast, um, then your game's going to be over in 12 rounds. If you're playing really slow, it's going to be over in 75 minutes, one or the other. So it's, 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 it's fine. It's um, perfect, and, and and this is where the draws come into play here. And I, yeah. I want to point this out real quick. Yep. So imagine a scenario. You, um, I think there's a Boscalis that was popular that apparently uh, fortress in a yeah. corner. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so imagine this: you have a fortress list, right? So this is how you can get rid of fortressing: is you do a, a draw scenario in a tournament play. And you you have you draw the matchup right. So you are a aggressive list, a, a list that works on the first engagement. But the first engagement is not going to work against this fortress list. You can just go, all right, fuck this shit. I'm just going to fly around in circles for twelve rounds, and then get my one point, and then walk away from the table. Thank you. Nice, nice seeing you. Thanks for flying a shit list. Um, and then you try to win out the rest of the tournament. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now that really discourages fortress play because now that player goes, "Fuck, this guy's about to draw." Yeah. Because he's made six or seven rounds go by. He's playing for a draw. And then after that happens the first time, and then it happens a second time, that that fortress player has to go, fuck, I have to engage. And yeah. that discourages that kind of list. Because you can maybe get one or two wins from somebody that doesn't realize that you're just going to sit there for the entire time. Mm. Um, but somebody that does will just say, fuck you. I'll go ahead and take the draw. I'm going to go ahead and win out the rest of my tournament. You can go ahead and sit here and take draws all day. Yeah. I do worry a little bit about the gamesmanship of of knowing exactly how long it's going to last, but I don't see any way around it either, so yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's going to be some math wing players out there that will have scenarioed in their head, for the most part, how many turns they can avoid the conflict. Mm-hmm based on how many points they think they need to score in the one round of it before they disengage and avoid the conflict. They talk. It, it, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some gamesmanship to it that I just don't see any way of avoiding it anyway. So There, there always will be, because really what all this boils down to is that... People do it now. People are gonna, yeah, people are going to figure out how to game the system. No matter what the system is, people are going to figure out a way Agreed. to game it, and people are going to figure out a way to make a tournament, to make something not fun in order to win. Like sure. I, it's it's gonna happen. It, it happens with every single game. It happens with you know anything like this. It's a it, anytime you have a competitive thing, it's people are gonna game it to their advantage. And sure. I, I think at a certain point, you kind of like, and I I think they they kind of took a they they took a they took a shotgun approach to to this. And there, it looks to me like they're throwing out a shit ton of different rules to kind of affect different types of like negative play, ex- negative play things. Sure. And um, the the problem is you, you aren't going to eliminate all of them, and new ones will crop up based on the rules that you've created. So sometimes, like, is it worth it to shake the snow globe this much, um, in order to kind of just shotgun spray negative play experiences, basically. Um, I mean, some of my worry too is that, you know, I don't know that they need to know. I don't know that they know how to snake the snow globe. Man, that's a tough sentence to say. <laughs> they know how to shake the snow globe. Jesus Christ. Um, based on the very limited terminate experience since they took over the game. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yes, I, I completely understand why there hasn't been any tournament experience, but like, I think we're operating on the assumption that the game is broken in some ways, which is difficult to prove since you haven't seen anybody play the game. Yeah. But here's my thoughts. It's just specifically is that we will always, always have a problem with the game. Just like you mentioned, the meta will always change. Some some kind of change will happen that will correct the last thing, and a new bad list is going to pop up. Yeah. The thing is, like you mentioned, they're trying to do everything at once. And I also think is that they're not necessarily addressing what the problem is. They're just addressing the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that that's really the, the whole entire thing here that I've been getting. So I'm going to share. Uh, here we go. Statistics now. Because I always like statistics. Give me some numbers. Give me some numbers. All right, so here's the deal. Let's address first 
the road scenario, right? So the first thing that I started hearing a lot was just like, well, there's only an overlap um, problem, right? So if you don't overlap initiatives, it's no big deal, right? It doesn't change the game. Yeah. So let's think of the game as it exists, one through six. So there's a 17% chance, right? If you fly all your ships with the same initiative, and everybody else flies all their ships with the same initiative. There's a 17% chance that you're going to come across another player that flies that list. Mm-hmm. Tournaments are what? Four, five, six rounds long. So you're basically, you're you're going to run into one list. All right. So let's imagine you're a new player, new X-Wing player. And you're like, all right, I'm coming to a tournament, my first big tournament. Guys, with all these new rules, I'm a new player. Let's get to it. You're the first thing you're gonna analyze. Where is everybody flying? Literally, you have a 17% chance for this fucking R road situation to trigger. And basically, that means that over a span of a tournament, you're probably gonna fly against a list where you're gonna have some randomness involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, add to the fact that you're never gonna run a list with all same initiatives. You're never gonna do that. So for the most part, you're going so you're that 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 chance is just gonna increase, it's almost gonna be guaranteed through a span of a tournament. Now you continue down the road and then you think about all the higher initiatives and lower initiatives that people take. So that overlap increases, right? Mm-hmm. As you copy lists, all that stuff. Now you continue all the way through to the fact that I3 and I4 ships do not basically have uh, a lot of prominence in any meta whatsoever unless they have really good support skills. So I, I think that that's one of the things that we're trying to combat and trying to like spread out, you know, the initiatives, but they're doing it the wrong way with, you know, ROAD. I mean, you yeah. try to, you try to do that with the point system, try to make sure you make those I3, I4 ships cheap enough um, to really, really want to take over. Now, what happens? What are the effects? So you're taking, taking a look at how can all of this, like, where are your next steps? You're still playing X-wing, right? Like, who's who's gonna who's gonna honestly say I'm just gonna go ahead and walk away and never play again? I mean, there's what, some people. What would you? <laughs> what, I know, yeah. but like, what would you fly today? Like, basically, with all this in mind, um, and I, I would probably start at, at just road, right? So, like, yeah. let's say road is the official. So, let's say all this stuff happens. Six months from now, you have a six-month meta of road. And what do you bring to the table? Well, I think if you're, it, it depends on. It, I think it depends on what you want to play to some degree. But I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people bringing turrets um, because it's one of the easiest ways to deal with not knowing whether you're moving first or second, but by just not flying into the, by not flying at people. Um, so I think you'll see a lot of that because it's just cause it's easier. Um, I, I think you'll probably see, um, a lot of like, I think you'll see a lot of those like four and five ship type builds, um, like, like rebel beef or like mixed initiative type stuff. Um, you know, like, like even I've got a, like, I tend to, you know, over the years I have gravitated towards three ship lists generally speaking two aces and a support of some sort is usually my favorite uh type of thing to play 
I'll probably look more towards, you know, four ship lists like one I've been flying recently with the new stuff, like um, a couple of bombers and uh, and Kylo and the Tie Whisper and and uh, I've been messing around with Midnight in there. But you can put Von Reg or something else. But, you know, I think that might be the kind of list I would gravitate towards. So, I, I, you know, I think you're going to see. I don't know, you're going to see a lot of different different stuff, and it's I, I think it makes it a little bit harder to take a straight up swarm a single initiative swarm and it makes it harder to take um a straight up you know three three ace list um all at i5 and six or something like that so um i think you get a lot more in between stuff but that's that's just how i see it at the moment and uh just to add i obviously i definitely agree with the turret ships uh one of the things um that i think kind of may start seeing a path away from the meta would be like bullseye arcs uh any anything that that accounts for that because you especially at i5 and i6 level Mm -hmm. um you're going to come into so many uh chances of coming up against a ship where you don't know how to set up that engagement um having that randomness factor is going to basically limit the amount of efficiency you can have with like a bullseye arc getting stuff like predator to trigger and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. like you, you're going to want to, you're probably going to want to stay away from ships like that. Um, and then obviously, like you mentioned, some of the new ships, like the, those bombers uh, from the TIFO that can have a system phase boost. Yeah. Are that's sick. huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge. So remember that is happening after the dice roll. Yeah. So you do have some flexibility uh, right now the other problem is, is that there's not a ton of ships that have a system phase movement. Um, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. limited to what your Typhanums, uh, your Edas, right, for mm-hmm. the Republic. Yeah. Um, then you have your bombers uh, for the FO. What else has a system phase uh, um, movement? Well, it's not system phase, but the um, the Strikers and the Reapers have have you know their pre maneuver um, boost. Correct. Um, or aileron's maneuver, so, and then you have cards like supernatural reflexes. Yeah, um, which is probably going to get banned. <laughs> but yeah, well, and it, it may, but you yeah, know, yeah. if it doesn't, uh, these are things that can get around the rule. Yeah. Uh, basically, that you have some flexibility. Yeah, so I think people. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people gravitating to that stuff at first as well. Um, and that's kind, that's kind of the problem, right? So in. in one of the things that FFG did right, and and here's the thing, they they had many faults. Uh, Joe, you talked about like communication. FFG was awful with communication. They weren't as it's bad. Like were. it, we, were, and that's were what I'm saying. We, exactly, it wasn't as bad, but they were awful as well. You know what I mean? So they they didn't share a lot of times too. Like uh, with FFG, communication was this is the new rule, or it got leaked. And then you went, holy shit, that sounds awful. And they went through and they followed through with it anyways. You know what I mean? So, like, you had time to react. The forums would go crazy. The fucking F- – like, the forums that they owned would go insane. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, they obviously saw that feedback. And then everywhere else that you saw on uh, social media, like, people would freak out about rules. And and I they mean, still FFG, went through FFG with it. Didn't so necessarily like, communicate like a game company, but they at least communicated like a company. And I had some feeling that they existed. Yeah, like so, no, they would put out they would put no, out no, products no, no, a year listen. in advance. They would yeah, do this, that, the other. 
I, as what I'm trying to say is, is that FFG was <laughs> like, when you lose it, you go, holy fuck. You know what I mean? I had it good. You know what I mean? Like you, yes. that is the situation that we're in is that just to be completely honest, is that we had it good. We had it good. Um, so just and, the, and you realize that after the fact, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like when they, there were still those times, those, this is not, they're not communicating. They don't know how to communicate with the, the community. They don't really understand it. Like all those things were still talked about. It's just now it's amplified because mm-hmm. it's that much worse. Well, let's, let's get into this section of things. So we've pretty much gone through the list of what they really kind of talked about during the stream. But one of the other things we wanted to, and we're kind of going to close out with this is, is really just what we think, what we're thinking about AMG as a company and like how they have uh, dealt with the situation, how they're, how they're dealing with X-Wing in general. Um, and, you know, you can agree or disagree with any of these takes, but um, it, this just boils down to the way, you know, again, what the way we see things or, you know, each individual of us sees things, because I'm sure we both, we all see things somewhat differently. But, um, but yeah, so let's start, Joe, g- give me g- communication. Let's start, let's talk about, let's start with communication. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that because it's not a new thing, okay? Game yeah. companies have had to communicate with their, their customers and their player base since time immemorial. Um, I mean, I'm willing to give these guys the benefit of a doubt for having taken over a very complex game with a very large and vocal and fervent player base in the middle of a pandemic. Listen, I get that. But what I don't get is is... Continually not doing simple things that even I, as a person that does not run a, a gaming company of any real scale, understand to be poor communication. The website is inexcusable at this point. Yeah. It's a laughing stock and a joke at this point. Yeah. Like that should have been done months ago. Yeah. And, and I, I will say, that, you know, and I, I'm making zero excuses for them, but they have said that their website will be up and running in the first quarter of next year. But, okay, let's go to the next point off of that then. Yeah. I also don't trust them. I don't either. They they haven't they haven't done anything to build like the first step of this transition. And if they're not savvy enough to read the room and understand this need to be the first step of the transition, then someone at FFG or at Asmo D should have told them this need to be the first step of the transmission. There's nobody left at FFG. <laughs> sure, that's true. Actually, it's funny because I went the other day and saw a whole bunch of FFG's former X-Wing employees are working on another project that was on Kickstarter, but that's yeah, that's a different different thing altogether, I guess. But somebody should have informed them that the first thing you need to do is go for the low-hanging fruit, the real crowd-pleasing kind of stuff to get buy-in from the player base. Yeah. The first thing they should have announced, day one of the transition, should have been them announcing a Razor Crest. Yeah. yeah. Whether it was done, whatever kind of stuff they had to bullshit like they did with Keyforge, you know what I mean? Whatever kind of lies they need to tell, they should be like, by the way, you guys really love that Mandalorian show. We got some Mandalorian stuff coming your way. You love us now, right? And they're like, yes, we do. Then you sell them all the, the dirty secrets after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Day two should have been, there's no reason that if you go to AMG's website right now, it still has the Star Wars announcement and a sidebar thing in their menus. Yeah. That's inexcusable. Dude, I don't yeah. even use the internet. I know that's stupid shit. Yeah. And going back to I don't use the internet, I don't want to find all the information on Twitch or on Twitter. Mm. Grow up, get a big boy website like companies do. Yeah. Well, I think this is the other thing they have to understand about the about the player base. And and this this actually kind of boggles my mind as a as a gaming company with 
a lot of, I mean, they have a, a core player base that it's not a, uh, m- like Gen Z, like hyper social media. Group. Yeah. They're not marketing. It's like it's a mobile game. Yeah. And the, this marketing, this thing where they just post stuff on Twitter and Facebook, um, or they just, you know, make random announcements in their Twitch channel that you then hear about in a vague posting from somebody who watched from a third party. Like it's, it's, it's just so bad. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I just, it, it's incredibly frustrating not having any idea where real information is coming from. Um, It's just kind of coming out of the woodworks from everywhere (laughs) at this point. And it, it, I, I just, I, I don't really know how to say it's just, it's just, Oh, here's an analogy for you. No, here's an analogy for you because all of the pertinent information realistically is still posted on FFG's website. Yeah. It'd be like dating a chick that still lives with her ex-husband. Oh, that's the other thing. I mean, the fact that the, the, yeah, and it's awkward. Yeah. The fact that all of the documents are still hosted on the FFG website and even the documents that they have, like they have on their site, when you click on it, it takes you to the FFG website. It's still being hosted there. It's just yeah, the which is where the product page is. Are yeah. you sure you guys have taken over this game? Yeah. It, are you even sure? Yeah, it's 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 actually like and I and I I know that they have had they said that they've had problems getting the website up and running for whatever reason. I don't know what those reasons are. And I'm not gonna totally blame AMG on this. I actually put a lot of on, the onus for this on Asmodee. Um I think Asmodee 100%. is a huge company. It's a multi-billion dollar company that is letting one of its largest products just fucking twist in the wind. And I, I think that's just absolutely, just incredibly awful. I, I, I can't even imagine. We, 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 ha- we have to, as a community, have to have made them millions of dollars, right? Like, I mean, it had to be in the millions. I, I, yes. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> it had to be in the millions. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, we're not talking about a small game here. Um, a lot of people spend a few hundred dollars and then quit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like people would would money sink and time sink into this game. Uh, the communities, like, as they got built. Uh, like, yeah. we were at the high end right before the pandemic. I mean, we're like, about the, the largest tournaments were being... Uh, uh, played. Yeah. It was well, crazy. If you, if it was worldwide. If you want to do, do that, you want to say you have you can forgive AMG. Like AMG has zero cachet with me, right? I have a ne- neither a positive nor a negative view of them at all. I'm still mad at FFG. Like, I actually think the fact that they're taking this game from FFG puts it in the negative. Mm-hmm. FFG still owes me a Keyforge. Yeah, because the whole well, we got to we don't remember how to work the software that runs our thing, so oh, we'll yeah. get you some more I keyboards mean, someday, maybe. Well, the Travis here's a picture of box art for a set that may or may not even exist. Yeah, and the I'm comedy, still mad about Destiny. Yeah, the comedy of errors that have happened on the FFG side in the last two years has been just incredible. Also, between like I said, Destiny and, and Keyforge and. Otherwise known as the games I liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you got you got to be honest with yourselves though. Like everybody sucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody sucks. Um, uh, you can you can feel that 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 kind of stuff um, or, or across the board. I think everybody's just kind of catching up. 
You know what I mean? Like everybody's playing catch up right now, and yeah, and so, I think we yes, just Carlos. I will give you some of that, except some of these things don't take a lot of time. And about it, you, 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 you think so until you run out of resources, though, and that's what Bullshit. I mean. You, you it's run not out that of much, it's not that much time to write one web posting saying, "Hey, look, here's where we're at." It's not. I, that much. I, I here's the deal. Like I, you know, I, I, I always try to make sure that I empathize, <laughs> empathize, just empathize. Um, I'm trying to empathize with AMG. I'm trying to empathize with FFG and Asmodee. Not necessarily the people making the decisions. Uh, empathize with the people having to deal with the oh, decisions. Yeah. And, and, this, and this is this is what the core is that of everything that shook everything up yeah. was a transfer. And, and we never really got to talk about it as a podcast is the transfer from FFG to AMG was huge yeah. because it got a lot of people fired and a lot of people that lost their jobs that we as a community liked and we as a community appreciated everything that they did. Um, so there's a lot of people that we lost that were part of the team, part of the community, um, that, that listened to the community, that understood the community, that met the community, did all the PR. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my first fucking tournament meeting an FFG employee, and it was Alex Davey. And I literally looked at his face and I told him that he was a fucking asshole. Because he decided to make my tournament win at the regional instead of a 200 to no, uh, was it a 100 to no win? Uh, they changed the rule and said, if you come with a buy, you only get 150 points. You don't get the full oh, 200. Yeah, yeah. When, they, when they took it from being a super When they buy. did it, yeah. So it's like I go to Gen Con and this is my first nationals. And I'm like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? 200 no win. And then all of a sudden I hear I lost 50 points. And I'm like, I was flying Han Corin or something crazy that like nobody should ever play again because it was super abusive. Uh, <laughs> but like I go to this tournament and I'm like, I would have fucking played the first round because I would have gotten 200 no. Like, I would mm-hmm. literally would have won because it was two regen ships. It was, like, fucking nasty. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather play the first fucking game. And I look at him, and I'm like, dude, this fucking sucks. You're an asshole. What the fuck are you doing this to me? It's my first tournament. Then, like, that was my first interaction with one of the <laughs> best fucking people that ever touched the game. Yeah, because um, ultimately we're assholes. I mean, we're, we're all a bunch of assholes. Yelling, we're just a bunch of void. shitheads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yelling into the void. And, and, and it was so fucking insane. Like, so, I mean, this is when I first started playing the game. And, like, I saw all these people from FFG that I met through tournament scenes. Saw them every time that, like, they had large events. Going to Worlds was a, a fucking blast. Yeah. And seeing all those people time and time again, the people that made the events happen, made them, organize them, they were always the most fun that you've ever had in a tournament where people were cutthroat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like every game was like the most intense fucking shit. Like you're both sweating, you're both pissed off. Like, and then all of a sudden somebody comes out as a winner and you shake your hand, you're like, holy shit, that was intense. Yeah. Like, that feeling just doesn't look like it's going to come back and that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the thing that will betray my bias, okay? We'll do this again. We'll roll out this one again. What you guys haven't had to deal with is watching one of your favorite games die. <laughs> 
Yeah. You just haven't been there yet. And when you've been there, and I've been there many times, that trust that, that you guys still have, it becomes a lot harder. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. And, and I know you've, you know, like I am new to. What's the face-to-face line, Steve? Uh, how to ruin everything. What? Trust is something that comes easy when you've never been a victim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like the, um, you know, I am in the grand scheme of things new to competitive tabletop gaming, right? I've, I've, X-Wing was my first competitive tabletop game. Basically my only one. I mean, I've played, I've dabbled in some other ones, after, you know, since, but realistically my only one. And, you know, you've been doing this, you know, with through, you know, back into the 90s, right? With like the oh, sure. Star yeah. Wars CCG and, and every other CCG that you played and every, and every other game. And, you know, so, yeah, I, and I've always, you know, I've I've always kind of held on to the hope that uh, X-Wing wouldn't die those tragic deaths. The <laughs> ignominious deaths. Ignominious deaths. And I, and I know it was bound to happen at some point. I'm not saying, and by the way, I'm not saying that this is the death of X-Wing. I'm not, I'm not ready either, to say that but yet. I, I, when I see the small bits of writing on the wall, I take them seriously. I don't like, yeah. I, I, I'm, and, and I'm with you. Like, I don't, you know, I, I've seen a lot of signs here that, you know, aren't great. So, uh, <laughs> so it starts with silence. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's, that's just co- kind of where I'm at on it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, communication is, um, a huge issue that, uh, I, I don't think anybody out there, um, would disagree or too many people out there would disagree with, uh, the idea that they completely fucked up this whole um roll out of rules and how they communicated this and um uh and how they've been communicating in general for the past year um it, it's i would say it's been uh pretty much a shit show um as far as i'm concerned at least so <laughs> um i don't disagree yeah so uh i i don't know any any anything any other points we want to we want to get to here about all this other stuff uh, he, uh, I just want to make one quick thing, and and the thing is, is that um, we do have to kind of just sit down, think about the fact that we created this environment ourselves. You know what I mean? The community has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we 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 made this what it is today. Um, the rules and all that shit that come at us, like we just keep keep it going. You know what I mean? Like. And I want to make sure that everybody understands that the, what we enjoy out of the game can still be there at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it, can, it can definitely still be there. Um, I understand that <laughs> the competitive scene may not like necessarily appreciate the differences, but there's hopeful thoughts to say that these aren't the final rules. You know what I mean? The, yeah. They can last three months. Uh, they can last six months. They can maybe only last a year or something like that. And then the rules change again. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the whole thing. It's just, do you just deal with the rule changes and continue moving forward with the community that you built? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's worth it. That's worth yeah. it. Absolutely. A hundred percent worth it. Yeah. I've met every 
single fucking person that I know through X-Wing, I've met very few people that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> very few. It's yeah. a very, very low number. Yeah. It's kind of like the equivalent of, you know, you have your social media page, you have people blocked. Like, usually you just keep adding people and you may not talk to them, yeah. but they're cool people. Man, I've, I've made... <laughs> the I've, very limited people you don't dude, want. Dude, I'm not even you know kidding I mean? here, man. I've, I've made so many friends through X-Wing oh my god over the years yeah. it's, it's uh, and, I, and i can't name everybody here but but it's crazy there's so many people that i've i've become friends with over the years and you know including you know i put definitely obviously you carlos and and dom uh who couldn't make it tonight but at the top of that list i mean like you know you guys are you know some of my some of my better friends at this point and the uh it, you know the the community and everything that that, that i've built and been through with x-wing um and that every one of us has been through um has been fantastic and it's been awesome and it's been such a great part of my life um i don't want to give that up and uh so i'm not going to stop playing you know like i'm going to i'm going to see it through i'm going to see what the, what comes out of this and i'm i'm willing to give all of this stuff a try and i'm going to give it all the benefit of the doubt i don't have to like it <laughs> on the first blush you know like i don't like people People don't have to like the rule. They don't have to just like shut up and accept it either. Like you are allowed to have your feelings and emotions about about these rulings and how it affects the game that you love and the game that you play. And and and, and that's okay. I think really what it boils down to is just everybody being cool to each other, right? Like my problem isn't with anybody in the community. And my problem isn't really even completely with AMG. Um, I think there's, you know, I, I again, I, I really kind of put a lot of this at the doorstep of Asmity. And um, because I think as the whole reason for this transition, um, that, well, we know Asmity is up for sale, right? They've, they've put themselves up for sale. And I, I wouldn't be oh, fun. The, the least bit surprised if the reason for these transitions and all the stuff that they've been doing is essentially a bunch of um, a, a bunch of accounting crap in order to uh, make the financials look right for for a sale. Um, you mean you mean your best resources on one of your best games, uh, and that, and that that's what's soul soul crushing. Yeah. Um, and that and that's like oh my god, like we never really got to express our feelings about the FFG AMG transfer, but that yeah. bugged me to all fucking shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it so was this terrible. just makes it worse. And yeah. and like I mean, not to blame the AMG people. Yeah, they got literally handed a very complicated game and say solve it today, and very, and very obviously without the resources to actually handle it. To hand, you know, we're talking about a company that was in the process of building its own game that suddenly got handed a fully fledged game with all the community and player base that went along with that and that's a shit situation to be put in and i think you know so again really i, I really put most put all of this on at most of this on asmity um because i you know I, i'm not i have again no inside knowledge of anything but i don't think amg has been properly supported by asmity with the resources to properly take over uh three you know, fully functioning and, uh, you know, in the wild miniatures, miniatures games that they had nothing to do with designing. So it's, uh, you know, they, they obviously didn't, couldn't handle the workload. They, they basically just said, we're putting our, our Mata on permanent pause, 
you know, we have no future updates for right now. They make, you know, who knows what they do in the future, but that's essentially, that game's essentially dead. And uh, they're, they're keeping up with Legion. I think Legion fits in their bailiwick because it's the one that's most similar to Crisis Protocol. So I think that's the easiest one for them to wrap their heads around. And then X-Wing, which is the biggest of the three, and they're trying to, you know, I think they're trying to get up to speed on it. And I think they're trying to make some positive changes and um, and move forward with the game. But it's a really big lift. And, like, the fact that they they just really didn't – and I don't know whose decision this was, but, like, how many – like, just the fact that, like, n- none of the FFG guys came over with X-Wing. Like, like, I mean, there may be one or two maybe got people that I don't know. But – but you know, no Alex Davy, no Matt Holland, no yeah. The the, the major players, uh, the, the major no players in the the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all the ones that made organized play a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they they made it their baby, and they they fucking made sure that everybody had mm-hmm. a good time with the organized play. Well, organized just... play support for FFG was the best part of the game. Oh yeah, the best part of the game. Yeah, they because. Did. They, they drew them. out crowds every time for those fucking dice, for those fucking cards, yep. and and there was a market for it. Like that's what mm-hmm. that's what enticed people into the game. Or like, holy yeah. shit, I can finish top eight and sell some fucking set of dice for one hundred fifty dollars. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. people are nuts about this game. Yeah, well, that, and, and um, so that's, and and that's one of the things that hasn't really been talked about either. Really much is that there is an economy. Uh, and I'm not saying anybody's nobody is making money off of like actually making real money off of selling X-Wing stuff, right? But there is an economy to the tournament scene. And most tournament players, or you know, I would say a, a large portion of them, sell some number of uh, prizes in order to fund these trips. So like when, you, when you're going around and you're traveling all over the damn place, um, you're spending a lot of money. And there's, there's, there's guys that are going to like, you know, taking three, four five major trips a year to go to this convention or that convention and, and play and play at Worlds and play at Gen Con and play at Adepticon and play at whatever else. Yeah, the, the, the answer is you go to win the tournament, you read the rewards with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you go to win the tournament. That's what you're you're there to do. You want to yeah. be the best X-Wing player at that tournament. Yeah. But what comes with it is secondary. Yeah. But but part of being able to fund that is is these is the prizes and being able to and being able to sell those prizes and like I know a lot of people didn't didn't like the idea of you know um, one hundred fifty dollar dice and, and two hundred dollar templates and and all that stuff on eBay for whatever reason but I mean that was the market that was price. the market that's what, pr- that that's was the market price were, yeah that's what people were paying for it and that's yep. what that's what honestly funded a lot of these players traveling around to these tournaments and, and, and that's what i mean like i i i, I think I've, I've only won regional like a one regional that's it you know what yeah. i mean that's it i i'm not a g- super great x-wing player there's people that have won multiple national championships uh, fucking system opens yeah uh, worlds like top cuts and all that stuff like these are insanely good x-wing players and i still basically at one point i realized that i didn't do all this great stuff which is pay for these tournaments and all that stuff but uh, what i did do is that i evened out with my collection so yeah. basically everything that i spent on x-wing i won it back yeah. and not only that but store credit bought me a 
basically tower of board games Mm -hmm. from the stores that were running these tournaments. Yeah. So the store credit was huge for local, friendly local game stores. And Mm -hmm. I know that obviously cool stuff took over for us, but it is what it is. There was still some good ones. Get your fun on. Obviously, Critical Hit as Ed ran some really large tournaments. Yeah. All these local Florida um, game stores uh, that ran these big <laughs> X-Wing tournaments, like they made a lot of money from these tournaments. Yeah. Um, so, like you mentioned, the economy goes even to the actual businesses um, that were part of this community. And that's, that's, that's what's at stake here. And I don't want to say, like, if you go this route you know what i mean no fuck that you know whatever as a community we should hold together and fucking continue to play the game but yeah. like that is what at stake is at stake here we can't stop playing x-wing because the whole economy around x-wing just falls apart yeah and i mean i i met people from iceland for the fucking god's sakes yeah. like are you serious yeah i met people from iceland in a fucking world tournament and became friends with them over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it was the most amazing experience. Yeah. And and that is what is uh, is at stake. And yeah. and I think that the community should realize that that's fine. We can continue, we can persevere, we can move forward and keep playing X-Wing. Not like the rules make side fucking, you know, formats that everybody likes. We play that a lot, but we also play the fucking OP rules because yeah. they suck. But anyways, this is how we all get together. Anyways. Well, and, this, <laughs> and, and and kind of where I was going with this point was that, um, and and Joe, you know, we're talking about trust factors here, right? And I have where I'm really having a hard time, and I've said this from the from the day AMG was given X Wing, was that they needed to come out of the pandemic hot with tournaments they they like we've gone too long at this point i mean not to say that the pandemic's over it's not over there's still stuff going there's it's it's still going on there's still precautions that have to be taken and whatever else but a lot of places are able to play x-wing right now and get it get back in person and 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 a lot of stores are open and uh, you know open for tournaments and that kind of stuff and the fact that there isn't a standard 16 player tournament kit that I can go to a store and play it to me is, is, is unforgivable. I, I think, I think it's, they're, they're, they're getting to this point where it's like, you got to get some of this stuff out. You got to get something out there to get people back in the stores, back in, into playing tournaments and stuff like that in a, in, you know, where they can do it in a safe manner. But it's, we're, we're at that point. And I think we've been at that point for a few months. And the fact that they still seem to have no plan for that is, frustrating and it's frustrating that it, like i said i'm not the doom and gloom guy necessarily but that's a way to kill a game yeah like if, if x-wing if x-wing somehow doesn't make it through the pandemic it's not because of the pandemic it's because at the end of it they didn't do anything and they let it die yeah it, it, it's if it and yeah. that's a thing that should should get the community yeah. stoked and well, fired up and a little angry yeah, and that's where, and, and like, and that's where like Dion, you know, like we said earlier with GSP and 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 all, and, and not just Dion, but all the people that have run tournaments, uh, Scott Hexiled and um, the uh, uh, the Firecast guys, and like, there's you know a ton of them I'm not even mentioning, but there's so many people that have been running t- on these online tournaments that have been kind of kept the competitive community running, 
and um, it's like if I'm those guys, and I see this, you know, I see co- this company like just leaving it to to rot and not put out um, anything of like real support <laughs> or even plans. Like all the we went through this whole stream, right? And they and they didn't mention a single thing about any sort of planned. Um, tournament play they, they they say there's going to be a world as soon as they can you know uh you know that, that they can feasibly schedule one that's great there's okay worlds and they've said that they're going to have a presence at adepticon which means god knows what um but uh, we need we, we need some real tournaments we, we the, the community needs some real damn tournaments <laughs> it's just it's you know i think it's just i think it's just past time for at least an announcement if you want to say that there's not going to be anything to 2022 that's fine but you you could come out at this point and say, "Hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have tournament kits in the stores January first, twenty twenty two. Like you can come out and say that if you're gonna do it, and they should have said it by now if, if they were gonna do it. So, <laughs> and like how to order them, and like like you know I've seen these um, the uh, Aces High kits, pictures of them on the internet. They showed up somewhere randomly in some stores, but I have no idea. Like I had no like I don't know when those were supposed to be ordered. If it's too late, if you just can't, if the stores can't even get them anymore, like. I know that used to be a thing with FFG where you had a window to order certain kits. And once you were past that window, you just couldn't get that kit anymore. So is that like a kit that we've already, like most stores have already lost their window on? I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. There's been, there's been no communication at all. And it's, so th- this is the stuff that, that gets me actually more angry really than any of the rules stuff <laughs> is, is, is the way that the, the tournament scene is really kind of being handled at the moment or just complete lack thereof. Let's move on to positive things and do some shout outs. Steve, you got some shout outs? Shout outs. Um, I mean, not particularly. Uh, It's, you know, I know we've been away for a while and, and, and uh, haven't done much, but um, you know, I, I, I do want to say, like I said, this, you know, don't want to shit on, on everybody on AMG here the entire, and I don't think we did shit on the entire time. I think we, kind of went through um you know there's we very egalitarian in our shitting on yeah yeah i mean and and i'm angry about some certain things and i'm not gonna lie about that and um you know but i'm also not uh you know not kind of crapping on any one person about it i know that there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes i'm sure involved and uh and like i said again really i'm just more mad at asmity than anything else so <laughs> um that's that's who i'm mad at but uh um, overall, like I, uh, I do think that um, AMG and the design team, I think they are making an honest effort, and uh, I, I appreciate that. And I think um, I'm certainly willing to s- stick on board with it and give it a try. And um, you know, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm going to keep playing X-wing. So, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Here's uh, my quick sign-off here. I'm going to give a shout-out to Todd Scholl, one of my buddies from the Space Coast X-Wing League. He did a little bit of research, and he basically pointed out to all the cars that are affected <laughs> by all these changes. <laughs> yeah. Cars that allow dial peaking, 6. Cars that allow reveal, post-reveal maneuver changes, 11. Cars that allow pre-maneuver posi- reposition, 14. Cars that allow shooting at range zero, four. Cars that want a bump, 12. <laughs> Those are all the cards that yeah. with all these rule changes are immediately either ineffective 
have to immediately be point corrected or have to immediately be banned. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they're going to do point corrections and they're, they're going to do banned and restricted and, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do, but they obviously, they obviously have a very different vision for the game um, than what FFG had. And that kind of just is what it is at this point. I just gotta, I just, I'm just gonna, you know, just gotta ride the wave, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, all right. Well, we got anything else. Is that it? Gentlemen, I feel like this is a productive day of bitching. Yes. This is this. We've got all that. We've, we've got the bitching out of our system. And I do want to, I actually, I do have a shout out. I got a shout out for Joe because I, I will say that over the past uh, year or so, since uh, I have, um, I have tried to temper him. He's been wanting to bitch about a lot of the stuff for a long time. And I've, and I've, and I've tempered him. So like, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. Let's give him, give him a chance. Um, and, uh, so Joe, I, I want to give you a shout out for your patience, um, and waiting for me to get to the point where I, I was, you know, willing to bitch about AMG. And, uh, I think it's cause we lost the bet on the website. I don't remember what date we set for you telling me the website would probably be done, but I'm pretty sure that was like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was something about the website. There was that I said, uh, you know, if they go past a certain time, like nine months or something, then the floodgates are open. Yeah. Then I said, you can, you can have at it, Joe. And, and we, we went past that time and then, and then they did this, all this crazy stuff too. So we, have I mean, all of this stuff might turn out. It's just a matter of yeah. faith. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I really wish they just laid the groundwork of faith first and that yeah. would make me happier. Yeah, like yeah. do some low hanging fruit, make the uh, everybody jazzed and happy about this, that, or the other. Promise the moon, knowing you won't deliver mm-hmm. it, and people won't remember that later. And then do the bad news. Yeah, I think they should have spent the the, the next year uh, building up faith, getting tournament kits out there, getting people back in in playing, um, making some small but good changes, and um, kind of. You know they needed to build up the trust factor. That's that's really what it was. I think there's a, there's there's a, there's just this there's there's an, there wasn't a trust factor between the community and AMG yet. Um, at least the players who don't also play Marvel Crisis Crisis Protocol. Because I I know I've talked to a number of Marvel Crisis Protocol players who um, are much more on board because they like Marvel uh, they they like Crisis Protocol so much, um, and so they have some more good faith, I guess, built up towards, um, AMG. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think they would have been nice if they had done a little bit more effort in that before they kind of dropped so many bombs, but. Well, well, Steve, I've never played the online version. So what's the, uh, what button do you push on the online to put the dials down? Uh, to put the dials down, uh, you just, you just click the set button. Okay. I'm going to click set and then bottoms up. (laughs) Dials down. Bottoms Bottoms up. up. Bottoms up.